everybody, welcome to My Town Hustle. Today's episode is about failing forward. Stay tuned. Welcome to My Town Hustle, where we take an in-depth look at the people, policies, and processes that make small towns work. Focusing on trends in urbanism and creative economies, My Town Hustle explores the ideas that make our community special. So sit back and enjoy the show. All right, we're gonna start this. Let's get starting it. this episode. Let's okay. get her. Let's get her. Says Sam. Just get um, her. Just get her. So Sam, you brought this to our attention. I did. Right. I did. Um, do you want to tell us maybe why you wanted to to chat about this? Is gonna be a shorter episode, but yeah. you know why? Why did you want to chat about it? Uh, coming off from our last episode um, from Strong Towns and just things that I've seen going on locally here, my own self reflection. Um, a true mindset that I, I firmly believe in is this concept. And basically it was, it's a, a report. We'll have the show notes on here about uh, failing forward uh, done by the center for public impact back in tw- uh, August, 2020. And basically what they kind of did is did some research. They did some uh, Looks like interviews they surveys and interviews and yeah, yeah. with a bunch of city departments and stuff. Um, and basically, you know, it's this concept that local, you know, you should accept, accept failure and accept that you're going to fail, learn from failing. And in this, in, like in a good, a good example here in this, uh, on the website is from the mayor in Little Rock, uh, Arkansas. And, you know, we have to adapt to situations all the time. And, you know, that situation kind of makes what dictates what we have to do. And uh, so we're not innovative enough, you know. So, but if we can think forward a little bit and take some risk and not be afraid to fail, then we can actually truly be innovative um, and, and accept that that happens. So um, it's kind of like a multi-step process um, in this. And, you know, they have to do kind of a, a couple things, right? A public servant has to identify that a failure has occurred. Uh, they, didn't, they then must discuss that the failure um, with their peers, supervisors, and et cetera. And next, they have to work to understand why the failure occurred. Um, and then finally, have to take action on that failure. And what I see, and why, again, why I brought this up, is that you know, some departments, the status quo, you know, this is how we've done it forever, uh, occurs all the time. And it's and like, recognizing that, that that in and of itself is a failure. Yes. And it's, it's insane. I mean, it's the true definition of insanity. It's sometimes they allow things to just keep reoccurring. Doing the same thing and expecting different results. Absolutely. And so, you know, I think this, I mean, it's again, it's going to be real short here today, but I love, just love this concept. And they did, they kind of broken it up from there on, uh, how to like segments, uh, of failing forward and what kind of what you have to do to, to make sure that that mindset is and philosophy is incorporated, you know, in your organization or local mm-hmm. government. So I, I want to, I'm going to read these four pillars. Yes. And then I think we get into maybe reflection and story time, example time. Why are you looking at me? I feel like you've got <laughs> lots of examples. I do have some good examples. Um, yeah. And then hot takes. I yeah. may or may not have one. 
Um, okay, mm. pillar one, mindset and beliefs. So as Sam was mentioning, acknowledge that failures are already occurring in the status quo and view failure as a necessary step towards positive change. Mm-hmm. Um, minor, minor, small, hot take. Mm-hmm. I agree with this. However, there are communities that are just struggling to keep their head above water. So, um, I don't know how transcendent that can be. Yeah. Sometimes the status quo, it's never good enough, but sometimes it's your only option. Right? Yeah. Um, so, I, we can riff on that later. Yeah. And I look at, like a you know Little Rock, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different ball game than Marietta. True. That's a whole different ball game than than Belpre and you know some other five hundred resident villages sure. you know, out there. So when we talk about transcendent ideas on this podcast, it's kind of like how what portions of this, and that's where I like True. we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater because I think a lot of this is really good. Um, but how can we pare this idea down? to make it accessible and digestible to small rural micropolitan areas. And there's a yeah. great graphic in there that shows uh, the severity of failure. And it starts with, you know, everyday mistakes, you know, that we do, mm-hmm. you know, and that hap- we all do that. We all make little mistakes every day <clears throat> to, um, you know, maybe a project or a pilot or something that um, didn't go the way we intended. I mean, we did what we were supposed to do, but we didn't achieve the outcome that we expected. Yeah. And then there's, public disasters. And I think it's important here that when we're talking about failure, this is not like an equation like where every failure is like a public scandal. True. Or, sure. or like a or like malfeasance, fraud, blatant right. misuse of of resources. We're not really talking I mean, yes there is some of that, but that's like 0.000001% of what happens. Yeah. Um and and so I I get I and I think you're right, Jared, and what I'm what I'm saying here is Let's not confuse failure with that. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay to make little everyday mistakes. It's okay to do a project, try a project, and not meet your metric if you're learning from that. Obviously, it's not okay to have a public scandal, but I don't want to equate, you know, failure with a huge yeah. scandal or fraud or something yeah, like that. It's, I, not, it's not that. And I think too, too often, and I think this is reflected in our feelings about our trust for government, is that like if something doesn't go the way we think it is, we immediately jump to, well, that's fraud, it's, uh, there's malfeasance, there's mm-hmm. a scandal, there's something. Sometimes, take it from me, folks, mm. sometimes you just don't get there, yeah. despite your best efforts. And I'll talk a lot more about that when we get there. Yeah. But let's not confuse what those things are. Yeah, yeah. no, I totally agree. I actually, uh, when I was reading this, I was kind of thinking of, of parenting. Um, you know, I'll tell my kids all the time, like, if they screw up or do something wrong or whatever, like, I don't care that you made a mistake. I expect you to make mistakes. It's, did you make the same mistake you've already made? Sure. Did mm-hmm. you learn nothing? Yeah. Okay. That's where I think people have lost their appetite for government in general. Yeah. Is you just keep doing the same exact thing. You have learned nothing. Sure. And we'll get into mm-hmm. some of the uh, pillar three is system and processes. I think it should be two mm-hmm. instead of three, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, because of the high rate of turnover, in government and local government positions, that to me is ever more important because a lot of times you make the same mistakes because you're not aware of the mistakes that the previous administration made mm-hmm. because it was covered up. You know, it wasn't put out there. There is yeah. no 
you know, uh, in the military, we call it an after-action review. Yeah. There's no like, oh, here's what happened. Here's three good things. Here's three bad things. Here's what we learned. Like, yeah. there's none of that. And some, and some, and I think that's what they're driving to. I think you're right, but I think sometimes too that even if they are made aware of previous failures or system failures, right, in that regard, they do a lot of work to make sure that those don't come to light. For whatever reason, it's like you're always playing defense and 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 not showing that things have occurred wrong or you know uh, failed or whatever. Nothing sneaky, nothing like Brett's saying, but just we shouldn't have done it that way. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to do it that way anymore. Every leadership book in the private sector mm-hmm. would tell you that's bad leadership. Mm-hmm. Yet it's it is the status quo in government. It's, oh, yeah, I can't I, I can't let you know I made a mistake. Yeah, we can't let anybody know that they don't pay us to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Right. No, we pay you to learn from them. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, pillar two: human relationships foster internal teams and relationships that are rooted in psychological safety and empowerment across all levels. Boom. This is the one I have a lot to say about. <laughs> I would like time. to hear, yeah. yeah, this is Brett's time. Yeah. Are we going to do it now? Let's yeah. Do it. Let's do right, it. So, We're going down. Let's do so it. I thought the, I, I really liked the term psychological safety. And actually, I'll, I'll disagree with Jared. I, I think the term. Mother of God. <laughs> how about that? I actually think the turnover that we see in local government is only in elected officials. It is not in staff. Um, I mean, I worked, True. I worked at the regional council for 20 years and I promise you there were people that were there on day one when I came in and there were clerks and water department folks, you know, and, and auditors and uh, inspectors. And they were the same person on day, whatever number thousand 20 years is at the end. Mm-hmm. Same. So the turnover is not in is not in staff. It's in elected officials, but it's certainly not in staff. That is so true. Cause I, I tried to work for, with Brett long, long, long time ago, reached out to him. And someone else, like, you hiring? No. You know, just, I mean, it's just, they, they have people there. They're good people, but they're not, they're just, mm-hmm. they, uh, in a small town, and, you're, and that's something you're passionate about and you're educated into. I mean, if you if you're, have roots here, yep. you're, not, you're not looking for okay. anything else. Well, I've got a counter-argument already. Okay. Go for it. Great. So, the psych- <laughs> so, so, so back to the psychological safety. So for the folks that are listening, um, you know, I managed a staff of 10 people doing community development work across eight counties for about 10 years. And uh, we managed about 56 million, 50 to $60 million of projects a year of, of various types of publicly funded projects. And I don't need to tell you that that comes with a lot of pressure, right? There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of rules to follow. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that go into that. But I will tell you the way I managed the staff and a shout out to them, if any of them are listening, I, I appreciated you and I still do. Um, not having an environment of gotcha. Mm-hmm. So I manage yeah. them in a way of, okay, we understand what we have to do and we are accountable for it and we will be accountable. There are only a very few things here that you could do that will get you fired, really. Anything else that's below that threshold, you and I and the rest of the staff, we have each other's back and we will, we will figure out how to resolve the issue, how to solve it. So I don't want you to come to this office and sit here in fear Mm -hmm. and operate and be locked up by your fear of trying and maybe not reaching your goal. Because I understand that we're all working hard to do. I mean, $60 million worth of projects is a a heck of a lot of individual projects. Right. And so if you're, if you're afraid to make a mistake, you're not, you're not going to be able to manage the work and do the work. And so understanding, yes, we are accountable for it, but I'm here to help 
you. I mean, I'm working for you. You're not working for me as a supervisor. I'm working for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to help you resolve these challenges. And we've, we're not going to let each other fail. You know, so we built this environment of we're in this thing together. And we're going to figure it out together. Now, yes, there are a few things. If you do this, 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 I have to terminate your employment. Mm. But I never really had to do that. And it worked out great. So this, psych- this building this net of psychological safety and giving your employees and folks that are working with you the freedom to do what they do best is critical. Yeah. And, if they li- and if they're working, fearing their next mistake is going to be something big and they're going to be out of here, it's going to happen. And, you- and then, Jared, you're going to be on the treadmill of just running people out the door. And I just didn't want to do that. And mm-hmm. so we had a great staff and we were very cohesive and we kept them together and added folks over those 10 years. So we recognized that failure was part of that. And we were in it together and we were going to figure it out together. And so that was a great experience for me. And I think it, it, it worked out great. And hopefully other managers can get toward that state of mind. You have to work toward it. Mm-hmm. it that wasn't inherent in the structure where I was naturally. Yeah. We had to build that over time. Yeah. So. I think what I hear you saying is not necessarily when you say f- you're talking about leadership. Everything you just said was about leadership. Sure. Yeah. Um, the people that come in and that are elected, here's my balancing thought. Yep. The people who come in are elected are there to do something. Yes. They wouldn't have ran otherwise. Right. Yeah. When you change the head coach of a football team, you're not saying let's be the same as we were. No, I want to be better. Yep. Yeah. I've got new ideas. Yep. So you change the leadership at the top, mm-hmm. okay, to grow, yep. mm-hmm. to get better. The systems and processes need to be in place by that staff. Yep. Okay. All of those things need to be there. And that education piece needs to be there so that when the new administration comes in, they can be educated yep. and say, yeah, that administration tried that, and here's why it failed. Yeah. And then there's a, you know, um, you know, uh, I can't think of the word here. I don't know why I can't think of it. Blank. Dead air. Yeah. I can't, I can't think of it. We use it in our, our industry on projects when we, when we win or lose. We have, like, a random, um, if something went really bad, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll dissect it and, and figure out why it went bad. If something goes really good, we'll dissect it and figure out why it went really good, and we'll try mm-hmm. to learn from those things. Having that, I agree. The consistency in the admin yeah. is going to be very cohesive. But you can't tell me that a great leader can't get more juice out of the orange sure. um, than what's been there before. Whether it's empowering that person, okay, like you're you're talking about, letting them, you know, have the ability and courage to to speak up and speak their mind. Yeah. But at the same time, you can't just tell everybody that's a great idea. You've been here for 30 years and you just said that that's a great idea. Cuz what if it's a bad idea? Thank you for sharing. You know, let's take it into consideration, right. mm-hmm. you know, and understand that. But I I I agree, yeah. but there's it's a we'll call it 2A and 2B. How's that? Yeah, yeah I got you. Is that a good yeah. good balance? Yeah, yeah. And they they work within each other just they as do. You, as you described. I mean, it's I feel like now that I read this and reread it and see where Brett's coming from, they're two totally different things. Human relationships and systems and processes, we're, we're looking at it two different ways. I'm looking at it from elected official. You're looking at it as an administration. Yeah. Or administrative. I've only ever been one of those things, so. Yeah. 
But you, you also, you know, you're probably also too thinking about it as none of those things as an outsider. Like if it's a process that you have to do, we've done this with other uh, or municipalities of like how to do this. What's that experience like for us to do this one thing? Right. And that's the internal team that obviously wants to identify what the problem is and, and innovate with each other and, and empower each other. But on the outside of that, the general public, the people, you know, what does that system look like for them? Is it um, enough to where, you know, they don't feel like it's a failure? Mm-hmm. Um, all that goes in because it's just like anything else. Does, is it working? Are people being receptive to it? Great. Is our team able to handle it? Are they doing a good job doing it? Yeah. Yep. If those things all check off, you're usually all right. Yep. So that leads us to number three, system and processes. Redesign internal systems and processes to promote identifying, learning from, and taking action about failures. We've kind of already touched on this aspect of it. Um, I'm trying to draw a, a similarity between private sector and public sector that I, um, that I've seen, and probably most notably is going to be um, expectations among employees, right. um, giving them you know the feedback right. loop needing to be relatively shorter than what it has been maybe in our parents' generation and our grandparents' oh. generation. Uh, I think that's um, that's a cultural thing yep. uh, to keep people engaged and excited about actually walking into work every day. So yeah. Let me ask you this question. So this this was popping up in my mind as, we were, as I was reading this. Being in the private sector your whole career, do you feel that the potential for failure is more present when you're thinking about projects, when you're getting ready, when you're preparing, like it seems to be in the, in the menu of options, like we could fail, like it could not work because on the, on the public side, that was never part of our equation, unfortunately. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, like oh. even though we knew that there was the, the potential for this to not go the way we thought it was, we never like put that in Yeah. because you know, like your granting agency or whatever, they don't want to know that there's a potential that this might not work. I actually, when yeah. I read this, the first, when I, it's a very short read, even for a slow reader like myself. When I first read this, I immediately thought, wow, mm-hmm. I don't know if folks actually want to do what this says to it's do. Tough. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Because if you do, a lot of the, a lot of the political will that is running our governments Right, actually has to get called a ball or a strike. Yeah, I that's that's a that's a heavy lift. Agreed. Okay, here yeah. let's let's run a cost benefit analysis. Turns out this this costs us a lot of money, makes us zero, mm-hmm. and makes people feel bad. It breeds animosity. It breeds, mm-hmm. you know, discontentment. It distracts people from doing their day-to-day job because they're sucked into XYZ thing. Yeah. That is a, um, that would be a departure, I think, from what I think currently runs our, our governments here in America, which yeah. is political will. Yeah. Um, I'd be yeah. a-okay with it. I mean, an engineer in me is like, cool, let's create a system and a process mm-hmm. and a flow chart and, mm-hmm. you know, I'll get the Excel table out right now and we'll just, you know, make you this green and yeah. red and, you, you know, will. it's a thumbs up yeah. or a thumbs down. It's that simple. Yeah. But I think in government, and even, I don't, I don't even like to say this, but it's true, you've got to have, there has to be some things that are subjective. And that's, 
where you where you're not necessarily going to get the black and white system and processes. It'll tell you the flowchart is either a yes or a no, mm-hmm. right? But you're going to have to have make room yeah. for that subjective part. Yes, but yeah, but the data says resoundingly this. Yes, but I think it severely limits and handicaps the way our governments currently operate. Yeah, and, and I'm <coughs> being very. When I say yeah. on the end of that, that is intentional. Intentional. Yeah. Well, and I and I agree with what you're saying because I think when you don't have failure in your scope of vision, it limits the try mm-hmm. that you put forth. And so yeah. if you're not going to do anything that might potentially fail, you're taking 50, 60, 70, 80% of the potential options off the table. And, mm-hmm. and here's the and other so, thing. And so I hate that we're limiting our willingness to try because we might fail. Because I would argue, and I think what we're talking about, what My Town Hustle is all about, is we need more try. We need more try. We need yeah. more acknowledgement of reality yeah. Yeah. as well. Like when, when you try and you do fail, mm-hmm. stop immediately what you would never start again. Yeah. Right. Stop mm-hmm. immediately what you would never start again. Don't don't just keep running your head in the ground because well I made a decision and that's the decision. I'm gonna keep marching these troops into battle. They're gonna keep dying. This is the left flank. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I said I'd do it. No. Like yeah. think about it. Look look at the data. What is this saying? Yeah. Well, think of our recent experience here locally, and I'm gonna talk about it, is we we had a representing somebody. The process was very difficult. They acknowledged that the process was extremely difficult in a public meeting. And not only that, there was people who worked within the people who, right here, the fostering, empowering these individuals who mm-hmm. are getting paid. They also can see that there's a, this is a problem. And it goes from not letting them do it and put it in the hands of the elected officials. And then eventually got stopped. Eventually, they acknowledged that they had a problem. And decided at that point because it got too. It, it, I'm sorry, that's going to be. It's. It, I just hate that because mm-hmm. you have just handicapped all the people that are working underneath you for whatever reason. It got. It went. It went through the wrong hands. Well, and you've given them an out. You give also them an out. absolutely. You, you said, well, if anything is remotely, you've asked for more. Mm-hmm. You've asked for more authority in your in your role. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't even say the elected, maybe that position is elected. Mm. I, I recant that. Mm. Uh, it is an elected <laughs> position. Mm-hmm. But they've asked for that authority. Yeah. And sometimes that's a good thing. Mm. Other times it's a very bad thing. Yeah. Especially if that person wants and likes the authority to yield and wield whatever power they want. True. Um, all right. Keep this rolling. Keep it going. Pillar four, external narratives and ecosystems. Reshape the narrative and ecosystem to be supportive of local government innovation. You got a hot take on that? Well, mm-hmm. as I was reading that, I, I was just thinking about, you know, being kind of along the, what we're saying here is being very public about the idea that we're going to try. And um, do your best to be as inclusive as, of as many parties as possible when you're going through these moments, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've, I've always, you know, I've had, you know, when you're doing what I did for 20 years, it naturally comes with scrutiny, whether it's from media or other folks. And I just adopted right away the mentality of if somebody asks for something, give it to them. 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm legally required to do that, but I actually went further because once the person who's because typically they're looking for what I'm talking about fraud, feasance, uh, malfeasance, a scandal. Once they realize that, like, this is just how the sausage gets made, yes, here's how we selected all these projects. We got 200 applications. Here's our scoring criteria we had to go through. You know, here's all the things we had to do, and here's what we came up with. Mm-hmm. Once you show them, whoever's asking, that the, it's like there's nothing, the, the question, those, that criticism falls off. And so just being very direct with that and knowing that that's part of it and just accepting it um, and building that into your work in the ecosystem that you're, that you're in, the, the sooner you can do that and the more actively you can do that, the better off. Everything. Did you ever find when people requested information from you that the more they found out, the more they realized how much they didn't know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and like I said, I think it just goes toward this general cultural feeling of, of, criti- of cr- criticism or mm-hmm. critical. What's going on in there? Yeah. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of projects. What are those guys I wouldn't doing? do that. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's so simple. And then you peel back the onion and you're like, actually, it's, pretty complicated right there's a lot of hamsters turning in this cage right yeah. and it's it's like any it's like any conspiracy right you know and I, not to make this a conspiracy thing but it's like you know dun, dun, dun. well dun, it's like dun, some dun. people can't there are people out there that cannot admit that it's possible that a crazy person got a rifle and got up in a high building and killed a president like some people just cannot accept that is even possible yeah do you know what i mean and uh, I would argue if you go there and go to that window, the, the average person with a rifle could kill anybody from that window. You know, so mm-hmm. but the point is, is that we can't even accept the possibility that maybe it is the mo- maybe the most obvious solution is what it was. Yeah. And in this case, you know, yeah, we have this is how we do, and we do it just like this all the time. This is the process. To your point about the data, this is how we take it in. This is how we process it. This is what comes yeah. out. And yeah, um, and we just gave it to them, and everything they wanted. And quite honestly, those questions usually stopped pretty quickly. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. So, but that's that's a real thing, and um, just know that that's going to be part of it. And I think that's probably one of the hardest things about doing anything public is the ongoing scrutiny yep. and how quickly that turns over into criticism. Look, we can have our feelings about all of our elected officials and people and that work in these governments, but I will be honest with you, they're all doing their best to do whatever it is they're, you know, they're tasked 100%. to do. Yeah. And yeah. there's moments, I mean, yes, there has been fraud and malfeasance and misuse. Yes, there has been. But again, that is such a, that is not the majority. That is so minute, I can't even express it. And so when I see this criticism, I just feel bad because I know what goes into, to Sam's point, getting you a zoning variance. Yeah. What goes into getting you a water tap when you're doing a water extension or getting a new sewer connection. I mean, I know what goes into those things yeah. and people get so mad over that stuff. And those are hard jobs like anything. And I just, I have appreciation for it. And too often it goes over into everything else. That's not that. Yeah. 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 And I think, but the external ecosystem, they're just talking about just kind of holding that narrative. We've seen opportunities that are missed when there is a good PR mo- you know, moment that a city or a project or something could has has ample time to do it because what their this fear all that fear of failure exposure the scrutiny that they get they hide it within sure and when you don't change that course by whether it's through through good public you know relations um and you know 
better press, things like that, then you're 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 getting the word out there because the public only cares about the bad things. And if your right. ne- if your press is is usually bad or it didn't work, then that's just going to keep building that kind of that that, that ever ending cycle of negativity and, and distrust. Yeah. So I will end this on the hot take that I may or may not have. Um, I like I like these I like this article I like these pillars. I would I would like to see all of these things run through the lens of or mission vision whatever you want to call it. If it our our goal, if anything impedes or let me let me frame it a different way. If anything, any one of these four pillars, if it can enhance the experience in which our constituents have, that goes to the top of the list. If it does not, if it does not affect or come into contact or whatever with the constituents, and it's only an internal programming issue, it gets dropped down. It gets weighted less. So the things that you tackle, if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're thinking of these things, and you're like, oh, I want to actually implement this. Start with the things that impact the people who put you in office, who pay your salary first. And then if it's an internal struggle, you are a public servant. So yes, you, you are bearing that burden by mm-hmm. taking that job to begin with. Right. Yep. And so those things, yes, they need to be a little bit not harder on you. We do want to solve them, right? And we mm-hmm. should solve them. But they come after you solve the people's issues that you're serving. Yeah. I think a lot of these things can sometimes get wrapped up um, and, you know, chest beat, beating on, you know, yeah, what about us? Like, you know, me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. I worry about that. Um, not that this article did that, but I worry about other people interpreting it you know, hoping for their own confirmation bias that, yeah, it should be about us and making our job easier. And, and no, you need to make the experience of your constituent easier. I don't care if that is getting a sewer tap, getting water, all the things you just mentioned. Do you know, Jared, all the things that go into it? I, I don't. As a private citizen, I don't. And quite frankly, I don't care. Right. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. all I want is a water tap. Yeah. I don't know. That stuff? Haven't you been a city for 125 years? Yeah. Figure this crap out. Yeah. That's the way the private sector or the private constituent would look at it. Yeah. So whatever you can do, if you want to make some, like, for people to notice, hey, yeah. this got easier. Yeah. Start with the constituent's experience first. True. And then, and then move, well, your, move your way down that list after that. And I, th- I think naturally you're going to, because if you're going to fix that experience for, for, your, for the citizen... As you try to make that better, you are going through those processes that are a lot that the general public doesn't know, and that's where you could try to innovate and try to work together. How do we how do we tighten this up? Are there too many additional steps? Can we consolidate some steps? Um, and once you have that figured mm-hmm. out, and you're transparent about that, even up front, you may not care that it's going to take. You, you may not care it takes a month, but you're told it's a month. You're consistent. When you do that, that every time it actually takes a month, right? Then that's just going to build that trust. People don't. If you're honest with them, do what you say you're going to do. Absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. All right. Any final closing words? 
I have one last little thing, and I don't know. So Sam might want to cut this, but um, I'm thinking about nah. this. <laughs> I'm thinking about this as we're talking, and I, and I think this is relevant. So um, here's the truth, and I and I'm looking at these guys as I say this. So I'm saying this because I'm currently running for a local office right now, whoop and whoop. Whoop in whoop. those in the conversations that I've been having with folks, which has been very interesting. <clears throat> I've been getting a lot of feedback about the desire to do new things, attract new groups of people, you know, make some changes in the town that we live in. I've been getting this feedback. But kind of relevant to this conversation, I've also been asking them, are you willing to undertake what it takes to do what you're saying? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Along, the converse, along the lines of what we're talking about here is like, we would like to attract this type of people or this age group or this cultural, you know, this cultural group or these, these people that like to do these types of things. And I've been like, okay, yeah. understand that like right now and in the past, we have never done what it takes to attract those types of people or mm-hmm. those numbers of people. And in order to do that, we ha- will have to do the X, Y, Z new thing that we've never done, are you willing to support that or do that or go along with that? Mm-hmm. You're willing to put that sign in your yard. Right. Yeah. yeah. Crickets. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so it's all, I think this is all, to me, what we're talking about here is very germane to what is happening in our mm-hmm. small town. And I would argue that that's probably true in many, if not all small towns, are probably feeling the same way. I think folks are feeling this way. We've finally gotten ourselves there in our feelings. But now, are we willing to do what it takes to get what we want? Yeah. And I don't know that we are, I guess is what I'm saying. I'm glad we're at least asking the question. We're moving to the realization, but now we're to the hard part of, can we actually do it? Yeah. And I think it goes along with all these things we're talking about. And that's been super interesting for me over the last several months as I've gone yeah. through that. So that may be relevant or not, so for what it's worth. Well, I'll feed off on that real quick and to, to where I'm at and why I wanted to bring this up, these kind of, the, obviously the the research, the four steps to, to make your organization kind of obviously have this kind of failure, failing forward mentality. For me, on a personal level, I, I accept my own failure. And by accepting that, I was able to uh, move forward. People have told me it wasn't a failure, but they were able to say, um, they, were, you know, they were able to say nice things to me, but to me, it wasn't what I wanted. And I could acknowledge that. I, fa- I, I failed. I failed under my own circumstances sure and when i look now and as i move forward and what i want people whether you're out there and you are a public servant or you want to speak up but you're afraid to speak up you know if you can acknowledge that you will make some mistakes you will do things that you didn't set out to do even as a elected official right you could run on all these promises and not deliver sure but at the end of the day, did you try? Yes. And if you tried, then I still, don't, I still don't think that's a failure. Agreed. And we need to acknowledge that and foster that and make sure that people aren't hiding and really doing these same things if they're, if they're afraid. Yes. You know, if they're afraid, exactly. If they're afraid of previous failures they had yep. and they've lost all momentum, all faith, yep. all passion to keep doing things, yep. then of course it is time for them to step aside because yep. you need to acknowledge that You've been beaten. Yep. Uh, emotionally, what, you know, really. And that's where I was. I was just, I was done. Yep. And that was best for me. 
and it was really best for the people I was I was I was working for, um, and I I came through okay on that, and I will continue to I will continue to probably fail and make mistakes. Sure. Like you said, every day you do something, but if we can on the local level, public servant level, and those people out there listening, like you're describing, people who are talking to you, can acknowledge that you may have to t- take some risks. Right. That that's okay. And that's, 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 I guess that's my, well, the ability that you're able to, I mean, shout out to you for being able to recognize that in yourself. That's hard. It is hard. Some people never get to that. So that's, uh, that's awesome for you. And I, and I think like you described what your previous work experience, uh, experience, uh, and the people you supervised as well as this is to uh, give people that safety to feel like they can try, they can make mistakes. Right. And of course, this all goes to people who are listening. You, you're under more scrutiny on the, on the public level, right? Because everybody's gonna gonna question you. But right. acknowledge that. Acknowledge you're gonna fail, and keep trying. And if that does, if that bothers you really, then pub, this that may not be your field, right? Yeah. And it's and not for everybody. It, it's not. Um, but definitely, obviously, as you get into it, and all these local levels with people who are working who aren't elected officials, but they work for the, they have good jobs. You know, they work yep. for local government. They got good pension. They got good, good benefits. You know, they don't want to lose that, but is it fun for them to come to work? You know, do they feel empowered to, to do that? And that's what we're saying is just make sure your, your organization, your government allows for that. Like we, we fail to, I, 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 I hate to see local governments fail to, to boost themselves up. To, 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 to say we're doing well, right? to not hide in the shadows, but to, to be transparent, to be forefront, to just be, to be there. Um, because you can have each other's backs. Yep. Um, and it's not pointing fingers. It's easy to take credit, you know, when things are going well and mm-hmm. when you're encountering success. And it's harder, but I would argue it's even more important to do those, to, to have that security with each other when it's not going so well and and that i would argue that's way more important than being able to give the credit or take the credit to somebody else so yeah, yeah. the the closer you can get to that i think the the closer you are to real success yeah absolutely well i think i think jared had to walk out so see you jared i, I see you jared he had a meeting so we will end this uh if you like this episode if you have any questions give us a shout at support at my give us a review let us know how we're doing. Share, post, check our Facebook page out, yes. and uh, spread the word. Uh, but more importantly, I guess I would want to just leave people to feel inspired. Today's Wednesday. Go out there, do some good work, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to My Town Hustle. We would greatly appreciate it if you would share our podcast with someone who you think would benefit greatly from it. But most importantly, subscribe and leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever platform you consume your podcasts. It would mean the world to us. Until next time, folks, thanks for listening. We stop dancing and begin running.